Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. It finally entered my consciousness that we're nine games into the NFL season. Like, I've just been happily watching along, like, things are happening, and then suddenly I realized we're over the halfway mark. Yeah, it's it's surprising. This season has, it's it's gone really fast this year. I feel like the, I feel like the storylines have been somewhat non-existent this year. Yeah, it hasn't really been, um hasn't really been at the top of my mind why is that what's going on let's see the good teams the saints the rams and the nfc that's it i mean that's the list of good teams in the nfc no you're Boom. right that's, a, that's and then it. i mean the the chiefs and the patriots i mean that's like no one's to be surprised that the afc south is a garbage fire right afc south how the heck are the titans they've won six in a row that it, it, it's mind-boggling after how bad they looked in the giants <laughs> one win maybe i'm just the most out on football because the nfc north is the actual garbage fire division this year um i don't know the you uh, arguing for the east the <laughs> nfc east the nfc east is the worst division the nfc north is a um slightly duller version of the afc north <laughs> the ground and pound yes tear up the field football they're not even they're not even supposed to be like that well i think thanksgiving is where it really all kind of turns around that week is is sort of like in the uh premier league the christmas yeah. <laughs> week where it's just like all of a sudden there are tons of games and everything really becomes clear the directions and the fights that are going to happen. It is actually shocking how close Thanksgiving is, though. <laughs> right around the corner, which brings me to, you know, it's uh, the moment America has been waiting for since 2016. is just under a week away. Fantastic Beast 2. Start the countdown. <laughs> it's just over a week away, right? Just over a week away. Yeah. Well, it depends on when people are listening to this. It's a Beatle week. It is a Beatle away. week away. Well said. I'm excited. I know. So am I. My excitement level has gone up, and they're pushing it pretty hard. They are. I've seen so many different teaser ads. The hype machine is in. I feel like I've seen probably the whole movie. I I feel like that, too. The hype machine is definitely in overdrive currently. It's online. It's on all the networks, uh, all the network late night shows. I feel like they they didn't turn the hype machine off after Bohemian Rhapsody. No. Which I don't think I can see. We haven't talked about this yet. We have not talked about Bohemian Rhapsody. I, yeah, I feel the same way. I might catch it eventually in like ten years. I'm not. I. I mean, I like Rami Malek. Yeah. Flip. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was gonna ask if you identified more with Flip or with uh, his role in Mr. Robot, but but I like him. But I also like Freddie Mercury, and I want to like them separately. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't want those two two fates to be tied together. And I also really want to like Brian May just straight up. Just appreciate what he's done. I don't want there to be anything. 
All right, this week we have uh, we have a focused conversation about the scraper that we said we were going to develop last week, and we made some progress on it. But as with every fantasy tools project, there is a significant more work to do. So in the first half, I'm going to talk about the basics and lay out the the algorithms that we used, and then in the second half, we're going to talk about some case studies and try and tune the model a little bit better. Here we go. All right, we got to try and make this part not boring because it's all algorithm development, including some nitty-gritty details. Love it. I mean, that's the fun <laughs> stuff, right? That's what the people turn in for. That's okay. If that, I mean, if that's what people tune in for, then we are set with this conversation. Uh huh. Just clicking that thirty-second ahead button. Are still talking about algorithms? All right, whatever. So you you actually hooked me up with a piece of code that I had been looking for for a while and just unwilling to develop on my own, which mm-hmm. I figure will start at the end, which was the ability to email res- email things from Python. I know. I developed this early in... Se- well, I actually developed it like in season zero and then put it into a form that was like repeatable, reusable in uh, at the beginning of this season, season two. And then um, I spent the next, I developed it, and then it was just like a scraper for relief pitching. And then I put together on my um, on my computer, we'll call it my server, my modeling computer, um, a, um, a bat file to run it and, a, and set up a Windows um, like workflow that would just run it. And then... I, I did that, and then I was like, oh, I actually want to do that for our um, our ownership model. And then I just never did it for the emailing thing. I know. So I just, it's just like, I can't believe, I just like mothballed it because we were so into the ownership model. And it actually works, right? It works pretty well. It does It does actually work. No, this this is clearly a tool that we need to apply to, to some other things. I mean... Yeah. So we were talking last week about the motivation for this, which is basically that I'm bad at paying attention during the off season, but mm-hmm. I will pay attention if the information that I want arrives in my email inbox. <laughs> and then I said to you that we're both bad at following news during during the season. I mean, how many also times true. have you been? It's like Thursday, and you're like, "Geez, I don't think that." I don't think that that player has done anything. And then you look at it, you're like, wow, he's 0 for 4 over the whole week. What the heck? <laughs> they switched to a platoon this week. No. <laughs> oh, no, Corey Dickerson. <laughs> Why? So armed with that, I thought, what can we actually set this loose on? Mm-hmm. And I we, we dug up the Google News scraper that I built last year, which is, or almost a year ago, the most basic Google News Scraper possible, which you, which is the union of all of our web scraping knowledge and how to efficiently yep. scrape HTML and uh, some sort of timeliness. <laughs> so, Right, a little bit of querying. The goal is basically just, as it stands right now, was to build a, a tool that would quantify the number of stories from the past week uh-huh. as a measure of general interest level, and we used that analysis before. And then just grab the blurb from the top 10 stories. So the first blurb from those. And uh, and then I did a spot check, com- actually compared that what we thought we were going to get out of Google was, or what we, th- what we thought Google would return was actually what we were seeing in the email. So those top 10 stories, and I just, I guess, 
for my sake because I, I haven't totally been um, in the uh, weeds in this. So those are the top 10 most frequented stories. So this is where the algorithm development is interesting and what I think we'll spend more time talking about in the second half, which is that if you do a Google News search, their algorithm pre-sorts the news right. into categories that they've decided are similar and so what i right. decided to do was take their top line bullet from each of those groupings uh -huh. so we can we can discuss whether we like that or not but i decided to do that take because you get in theory i was trying to maximize the variance you want to get not only Bryce Harper is looking to sign with the Yankees 10 times. You want to end 10 different takes mm -hmm. on that. You want to get, number one, Bryce Har Harper is trying to sign with the Yankees. Number two, Bryce Harper was spotted in the Caribbean with his lady friend. Number three, Bryce Harper doesn't like Justin Bieber. Number right. four, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Down to, like, number 10, is Bryce Harper really that yeah, good? That's right. That's right. We want we want all of those things. And so in a sense, we're using Google to perform the most rudimentary PCA. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I believe that it does a little bit more than that. But we're just assuming that what it does is correct. Well, I don't I mean, I don't know if we I don't know if we know that what it's doing is correct or not, but we is good for our yeah purposes. basically is i feel yeah. like as long as we know what the assumptions are what assumptions we're making and how that really manifests itself in the google news mm -hmm. results will make some progress yeah so the bottom line is that i sent you a blurb of five players or the output of this for five players that we're going to we'll discuss the players specifically in the second half but i was wondering what you think of the formatting here so all i did was say you know here's the player Here's the number of results from last week, which is not in context currently and desperately needs a context. <laughs> and then and then the blurb from the top 10 lines. And what I'm wondering now is, wow, where do we actually make, where do we actually start to pick up re returns on this? Because currently at five guys, you know, I could go out and um, and Google search all of these manually. And, and basically find this and skim this. So where do we start to find our real time-saving advantage? Well, I think number one, if we do, and this was part of the ownership model that I was talking about, if we pair this with the ownership model, who are the top, mm. top five picked up? Who are the top five dropped guys? And we reduce this to five stories. Like we're gonna get a, like a better sense. We're gonna be able to pick up those Max Muncies a week earlier, and we're going to uh, maybe we're gonna avoid the people, um, the, the Mengdens, <laughs> you know, who are already who already have fifty thousand news results mid fantasy week, you know, and it's like okay, it's too late. We don't. Maybe he's not the super sleeper because we're really we want this to help us identify the guys who are just at the beginning of their inflection point on the ownership model, right? Who are the people who are just starting to get news? And what is that news? And um, can we get ahead? I don't necessarily... I mean, I care about picking guys up earlier, but I want that access to the local media where mm -hmm. if I wasn't 
following the Pioneer Press on Twitter, I wouldn't get that beat writer for the Twins. You know, I wouldn't know what the pulse was. And I'm not doing that for the other 29 teams. <laughs> right, exactly. You always know more about your own team than any other team. There, let me just give you the tools now that we can, basically the things that we can tweak to change this model or this algorithm. And then we'll talk in the second half about what we actually want to change. So the tools that we've got available, there's, there's, there's two big ones. Uh, one, we can refine the actual search that's fed to Google. So currently, yep. all this took was the actual name of the player. But right. you can add other search terms or you can add you can try and point google at specific places on the internet or you can define the window in time that you actually want this to search so that's mm -hmm. that's basically tool a and i didn't do any of that for this one and then tool b yeah. is post-processing the blurbs that are actually returned by google i think that the first um, refinement that I would do is just playing if we could get the number of stories in the umbrella oh, yeah. story yeah. I mean that would be really helpful so that we know it's like okay Bryce Harper has 50,000 stories written about him and 48,000 are is he going to sign with the insert team here then you know then all the other stories are, are sort of moot that's very true I think I or at least you can text. I mean, I've been thinking about something like this where like some sort of like recursion type algorithm where it figures out what the umbrella story is and then it mm -hmm. re-executes a search to try and figure out one. what people are saying. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is that Google, of course, brings, if you've done a Google search recently, you'll notice that Google brings Twitter results to the top and makes a has has this right. fancy display layout of what the top Twitter hits that they're seeing are. Uh, and so I thought, well, actually, should we just try and scrape Twitter with this? And then I thought, I actually... And then I did a couple just as pilot studies, and nothing was interesting. The Google News algorithm is better than any algorithm I could build to go and look at raw tweets. I mean, that's not surprising, no. is no. it? No, no, no. I, sorry. Did I, did I phrase that like I was surprised? I'm not. <laughs> right. Right. Sometimes our attempt to bring fantasy literature into the pod is just a little bit overzealous. Here's an outtake. I mean, I kind of want this to be like Saruman saying, the nine have left Minas Morgul. And that's, I think that there are nine closers that we could come up with, potential closers who are on the move. Oh, that might that might be next week's project. I kind of like that one, forecasting the, mo the movements of the nine. You were looking for some test case players and um, as I was sitting there trying to make some dinner, I was like, hmm, who'd be some interesting uh, guys to come up with who I might be interested to hear what, what's in the zeitgeist about. So I picked Manny Machado, number one, because who knows where, he, he, where he's going to end up. And, and he's, a, you know, he's a rat bastard. <laughs> and then um, is it really Adalberto Mondesi? Is that how we pronounce it? 
Mondesi, though, I Mondesi is all over the fantasy baseball Twitter verse right now. And then I was like, okay, I want to have two players that Mike's going to be like, why is Eric giving me these yeah, players? Obviously. And but they're still top top hundred players, top like top sixty players, I think, in both cases. So Kyle Freeland. Mm-hmm. And David Peralta, who who we had a bet box about two years ago, and all of a sudden is way fantasy relevant again. Why? I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean... Just playing time. If you get playing time in Arizona, you're going to be fantasy but, relevant. Just like if you get playing time in Colorado, you're going to be fantasy relevant. I think that is a tired storyline, personally, but that's also neither here nor there for right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last one I said... Here, I'm just going to put it down to you pick a closer that you want to talk about. And you picked Andrew Miller, which we were interested in because we think that the um, the closers are on the move. I was a big, I'm a big fan of, inclu- of looking at all five of these guys. And I think that these are excellent test cases for the scraper because they span a range of interest. So the top line results mm-hmm. for these guys... Andrew Miller comes in with 39,000 Google News results in the last week. Just Oof. nuts. Everybody wants Manny him. Machado, 16,000, let's say. And then you've got David Peralta comes in a little under 4,000. Mondesi comes in a little under 3,000. Freeland comes in a little under 2,000. So <laughs> those, last, those last three guys are interesting because they're they sort of give us a sense uh, a sense of scale right everyone's talking about machado so when we think everyone's talking about machado it's like sixteen thousand results and four times less interesting than that supposedly is david peralta (laughs) (laughs) yeah like and then everybody is talking about machado but even more people are talking about andrew miller I mean, that's insane. And Google's algorithm did a great job of sorting Andrew Miller results in this case. Because we have him associated with what? One, two, three, four, five teams on here already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, Yankees, Mets, Brewers, <laughs> Cleveland Indians, Red Sox. Red Sox. Yes, I know. Yeah. Kind of interesting. If we think about this in the reverse, Kyle Freeland of 1880 <laughs> results. All of this is about um, hometown kid, Freeland. <laughs> Freeland showed off some basketball skills. <laughs> yeah, do we got, I need to eliminate Kyle Freeland basketball. is at a Broncos game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freeland is associated with every other sport. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I really get from this? Kyle Freeland is not leaving yes. Colorado, which means that Kyle Freeland is still in one of the worst pitching parks out there. No matter how well he did last year, he's really not someone that you want to want to have on your team. Yeah, you're right. There's there's no way that he's leaving. Um, and Mondesi, I would say, is is basically the same in the Kyle Freeland sense. Like it's all Royals news. Yeah. All the local stuff. And it's funny because he's been, um, as, I, as I was saying, he, he seems to be the one who's crowned and as the uh, hype sleeper to go after next year. 
do you have any top line like we really need to tune this to be something different thoughts no i just want to be able to get this what we have here that's in 10 stories in five so what happens if we just take the top five we miss a couple things like if we if, like if you take the andrew miller case if you take the top five you don't see that he goes to the red sox or that he could go to the red sox mm -hmm. so that's kind of interesting if you take the top five for peralta you don't miss much if you take the top five for freeland you <laughs> you also don't miss much you don't miss anything and same thing's true for mondesi and Machado basically you don't miss much. So in one of these five cases, we we actually need the top ten, mm -hmm. and that's in the case where you have yeah. 39, was, that's results. what I was just thinking. Maybe it's a type of thing where the algorithm, if there's only two thousand results, the algorithm's like you know you, you're good with five. <laughs> like you're gonna yeah you're gonna get the info you need out of these five. <laughs> don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> now part of part of my other vision for this is to is to actually send the the links in this. So mm, yeah, I had I had uh, thought that might be the case. I I wanted I want it to be the case. I mean I want I want this to work on that collection. So so I think I'm going to do that as as my next goal. So I would say my next goals are basically just to to keep formatting this. I'm not really going to change, not not in any systematic way. I'm not going to apply any of the options that we talked about. I think we're still getting useful things out of this. Like I'm not going to tailor the Google searches yet. Yeah, maybe we just have, maybe we do have a floor. Here are the top three results. And then if you're above 5,000, then you get an extra one. If you're above 10,000, you get an extra one. If you're above 25,000, you get an extra one. If you're above 50,000, you get an extra one. That's a good idea. One, I mean, one of the things that I want to do is is develop the, the baseline in this. So, um, you know, I, I built the scraper and it, it'll start, it's going to send us a couple more emails just to let you know, but it, uh, it's, so it's going to do that. It's going to do this a couple more times and we'll sort of see how it changes over a little bit of time and tune it that way. But one of the things that I'm not sure about is what time scale changes are interesting on. So in the automation, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how often do we want to get this? Is it every three days? Is it every five days? Is it every week? I mean, what, what is actually going to be informative? I mean, in terms of this last season, it would have been great to get this every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday morning. And then if I was in that mode of just doing all my roster moves, I would have been ready for fantasy football, which I was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say on that because I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think that we have a, I think this is cool and then we have something to really work on and i feel like analysis is right around the corner as well instead of this is sort of just this is automation as you have yeah. an automation algorithm which is really really cool i love doing these kind of tools rather than the kind of really heavy algorithm analysis stuff but that's right there too you're not far off all right you're about ready to wrap this sucker up i am it's defense week in mlb awards which is smart that they put this before the cool awards <laughs> yeah. yeah the cool awards yeah no it is gold glovers they do they do have some i mean they do as good of a job as i think they can of compiling the clips that you want to see 
Mm-hmm. But oh but yeah, first of all, some of the positions are just Web are gems. just boring. Like I don't I don't really care about the first base gold gloves. I'm just thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, like there's just who cares about there's the just first not that base much happening. Glove. And I think that the I still think that it's a little sneaky to have the three specific outfield positions as opposed mm. to just pick a bunch of outfielders. <laughs> well, it's really, it's really tough for someone um, like your center fielder there uh, and Jackie Bradley jr. Cause they're going to go off and on depending on who plays more games every season. Yeah. It is nice to see that Corey Dickerson won something though, which is hilarious. We, wow. You're the best left fielder. <laughs> that's, that's for the really a high bar to get over. Two thirds of the games you play. <laughs> like i mean really like why i mean that's that's really what makes this award less important to me is that you see that somebody who plays two-thirds of the games can win it you're like "Ah, really all right i think that about brings us to the review session the nightmare before christmas i picked a nice and short one i was gonna say first thought this was a great runtime Ah, it was awesome. Yeah, why can't we have more movies that are an hour and a half? Well, I was thinking about this when we're when we're when I was like ten minutes in. I was like, every character has been introduced. I know what all their motivations are. This is great. That was a perfect amount of exposition for me. Like everybody should try and pile that into their movie. But that's claymation. You know, you have to be brief with your story (laughs) because you don't want. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I can I like they do the exposition last. <laughs> yeah. Like how quickly can we get this done? <laughs> and it's like this scene was for something completely different, but it's already shot. Just <laughs> put it just in there. Dub it. Yeah, you can always dub it. Exclamation. One of the things this is the first real musical oriented one that we watched, right? Is I it? was trying to think. Does anything else qualify? And is there anything else that could possibly qualify going forward? Um, well, it partly depends if I if I pull Yellow Summer right now. The close yeah, that's true. The closest thing I was thinking about this is is Willy Wonka, which is true. There's it uh, there's does, plenty yeah. there, but there's a lot of there is more. I think of that as more non-song than Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. True, but World of Pure Imagination. Yeah, there's some really good songs. <sighs> yeah, there's. I mean, I've got like at least a week more of just randomly saying what's this to people and seeing what happens. <laughs> what's this? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, it was. I <laughs> number one, the lady turns to me and is like. Is there going to be music throughout this whole thing? <laughs> and then number two, when he gets to um, Christmas Town or whatever, and the like, the background music starts. It's like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> this is, like this in the Halloween Town. I know these yes. songs. And then I said, "What's this?" At exactly the same time he did. And I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen this movie in like fifteen years," but nailed it. I the, the other thing that I was struck by in watching this is just. First of all, how weird Tim Burton must actually be in building these worlds. Like, because yeah. the diversity of characters, if you if you look around, like, he really, I feel like he really thought about every bit player's backstory. 
You're like, what really yeah. motivates this random clay ghoul? <laughs> like, okay, I think you think you probably overthought that. What one, really man, but... separates the vampires from the yes. werewolves? And... I, but and I really felt like he thought about that, and that wor- the world building depth in this was um, much deeper than I thought it was. Every other time that I've watched it, but this. But I think this is part of what this movie was. If I, I think I read an interview about this, and I might just be making this up completely. But I, I think what he said the um, the impetus for this movie was seeing, like, being in a department store and seeing like the Christmas the Christmas stuff being put up right next to the Halloween <laughs> stuff that was like you know on sale, and that he saw this juxtaposition and was like wow well what if what if they like Ooh, what if hmm, well let me and i can just see that when you have like a really good idea kind of like this zeitgeist model you just like all of a sudden just like explode with the with the opportunity and if you can put in the amount of time that you have to put in for a movie you're gonna just explore all those spaces but it's really cool i mean it really is a fantasy um really a fantasy yes. piece yes no this this is one of the purest fantasy movies that we've watched i would argue yeah whether it has good morals or whether it really says anything probably not <laughs> <laughs> well said well said all right so what are we covering this week i really want to watch crunching tiger hidden dragon all right wow okay so w- this is gonna be it's funny I immediately have opinions about it and don't know that I have ever watched it through in one sitting. I'm not convinced that I will watch it through in one sitting, but (laughs) (laughs) this is one, I mean, it's one of those movies where I can like walk away and come back and it's still like, yes, I'm still engaged. Yeah. Okay. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, fantasy tools, mind the z thank you mild manor for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z all i've got left is we're still like to you buddy we're still like to you too <laughs>